0: You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Saturday morning to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Uh, well, Happy New Year there, Happy my friend. Happy New Year
1: to you, Gary. It is
0: great to see you. Did you ring in the new year with uh, maybe a nice dinner and a ball drop? or uh... Uh,
1: Let's just say it wasn't as festive as I had hoped. Oh. Some sickness in the family kept us uh, really staying local without as many guests. But you know what? We were up for the ball drop and ready to celebrate a great new year here. You'd
0: be surprised how often I ask that question and people are like, ah, I didn't didn't make it this year. And I'm like, it's really the only thing. I mean, a a nice dinner. I'm with you. It's like, that's really it. I already started looking
1: up the hotels in Times Square for next year. Remember, I told you I you want to do one Times right Square. there. Like the Marriott
0: Marquis is right there, isn't it? It
1: is, but reading stuff, there's some other hotels that are better view, and I would hate to pay thousands of dollars a night and then not get that good room. So I got to do a little bit more research, but it's still in my plan. It's still a goal I've always had, and I really want to do it.
0: What would be, how much do you think a room is Times Square overlooking the well, ball, the looked ball looked Even right, Give me the- some prices
1: then. Well, if you book it not ahead, it was around like two, around two thousand a night was. If you don't book it ahead, wow. now if you book it way ahead, I think you can get it at least. When I looked a couple years back, it was somewhere around between a thousand to fifteen hundred a night. If you book it a year in advance, or
0: so right now, if you were to book Times Square New Year's Eve twenty twenty three into twenty twenty four. At at one of these. Right.
1: Know. I think in the thousand to fifteen hundred range, okay. that's what I'm thinking. So it's not nothing. For one night. But yeah, I mean, I figure we'll do two nights because you don't want to be rushing out of there, you know, right away. We want to take everything in. So probably two nights. But unfortunately, I have a feeling they probably have like a three or four night minimum on that sort of thing. So we'll see. But, you know, I'm excited about the new year. We talked about goal setting, optimism, all that. Like here we are. Right. We're in the new year. You're hitting the ground running. Mm hmm. Uh, feet on the pavement. We're all just getting into it. Now's the time to be implementing the New Year's resolutions. Now's the time to be doing all that stuff that we talked about doing. Um, If you're not doing it now, it's probably not going to happen. So... You know, that's the big thing. And of course, with New Year's resolutions, there's always a lot of people that I see that want to own a home, right? That's always a big New Year's resolution. What I found, especially dealing with the younger homebuyers over the last couple years as the market's gotten so competitive, is a lot of the younger homebuyers, they are worried. They're scared. They're confused. And when I really drill down as to why, you know, why is this? We had the housing crisis. We had all this bad stuff. Now we have like inflation and some other economic negative things going on. And a lot of home buyers get scared. They're worried about scams. They're worried about getting taken advantage of. They're worried about what they could do wrong that will screw everything up because they might have heard of somebody that did it like that. They may have heard of someone getting taken advantage of, you know. We haven't really done another show on it. I thought it's our inaugural show of the new year. It's our kickoff of season three. I really wanted to dive into this topic because it's something I know a lot about. I haven't really talked that much about it, but the more clients I talk to, like, there is a lot of people that want to know and become educated on mortgage scams, not only what they are, but how to avoid them, how to not get sucked in. You you
0: mentioned season three. First of all, congratulations. This is uh, this is a great great year looking forward to it Uh, definitely a lot of topics that uh that we'll cover this year i would imagine
1: a lot of new topics some things that we've never talked about before um a lot more on the personal finance side the goal setting side the becoming wealthy because that's what our listeners have been telling us they want that's the content that really resonates with them is not only what a mortgage is and what real estate but how do you actually turn that into becoming successful financially getting to where you want to be um. Also guests, right? Some of our top shows have been shows with guests on them. We bring in top realtors, insurance agents, appraisers, real estate attorneys, we're not going to be stopping that. We're actually going to ramp that up. I want to bring in more guests. I want to do more things that are going to show our listeners and viewers like who are the top dogs when it comes to real estate in Connecticut and locally just around the area. Um, it's hard to find them. It's, nice. far, it's hard to actually figure out who's who. We're going to really zone in on that.
0: You know, you mentioned scams a moment yes. ago. Yes. I, I suppose if a person is young Um, and they've never purchased a house before, how would they even know that they're the victim of a scam? I mean, I think if you bought a couple of houses, you've been down this road before, if something doesn't sound right, because you have something as a point of reference to compare Mm -hmm. it to, you could sell a little flag and go off. But if you're going down a road that you've never driven on, how do you know that there's a a sharp turn? We'll
1: definitely hone in on how you can stay away from scams and what you can do. But I think... One really important distinction is that a lot of these scams... Are not for home buyers. They're for people that already own a home and have a mortgage that oh. are going to get taken advantage of, or that people are going to try to mislead or deceive. That's what a lot of these scams are. There are one or two that are with home buyers, but mostly it's homeowners and people trying to get a mortgage or get a new mortgage on their home that are going to be potentially misled and scammed. And and how you know is by the time you know, it's too late. How,
0: what are some of the more common mortgage scams that homeowners should be? um aware of them,
1: So I want to take a couple minutes here and really hone in on a lot of the top scams. There's so many scams out there when it comes to real estate and mortgage, but there's some that are more prevalent than others. So I want to hone in on the top scams that you really need to be aware of. The first one is called property flipping. Now, when I say property flipping, you're thinking of like someone buying a home and flipping it and like doing a little work and Selling it to someone and making a ton of money. But the property flipping scam I'm talking about, it's actually prevalent more with people that own a home and want to sell their home. So this scammer will convince you to actually list your home for sale with them. Okay. They're going to be the ones that will list your home. They promise you that they're going to get an ungodly amount of money for your home. So you think your house is worth. 400,000, and they're telling you, I got buyers. We're going to sell this thing for 500,000. So, because they promise this unrealistic number for what you can sell your house for, you're like, gosh, if you can sell it for that, take it. Like, do what you got to do. Next thing you know, though, they actually control your property and they flip it to buyers sometimes more than once. And they, as the scammer, Reap all the benefits. They actually get all the money. You as the homeowner sometimes walk away with nothing at all. In the worst case scenario, you could end up with a property where you still owe a mortgage on. The mortgage was never paid off, but someone else actually owns your home. That is the property flipping scam that I've heard of. Now, luckily with technology, there's a lot of red flags you can see with this stuff, but that just goes to show you just one of the scams that's out there. Another one that's been very, very recently, um, it's been you know, very prominent in the last couple of years, and that's a mortgage modification scam. So a mortgage modification scam is when a scammer promises to help you with your mortgage. Maybe you're a couple months behind. You're not yet in foreclosure, but you're like, anywhere from one to four months behind on your mortgage. What will happen is these scammers can buy lists from the uh, courthouse, from the town clerk of people that have had notice of defaults on their mortgage or are behind on their mortgage. They can get lists from the credit bureau. They will contact you and they will tell you that they can help you get out of this mess that you're in. They can actually get your mortgage reinstated so you don't have to worry. Every single time these mortgage modification scams end up charging you an upfront fee. So they're going to require that you pay, I've seen anywhere from you know, $1,000 to $5,000 that you have to pay them upfront. Now, they're going to guarantee you that they're going to get you out of the mess that you're in. But what ends up actually happening in the scam is you pay them all this money. They don't help you with anything or they don't do much more than you could have done on your own. And now you're out thousands of dollars. You're further behind on your mortgage and you have nothing to show for it. So that's a mortgage modification scam. The next one is a foreclosure rescue scam, very similar to the mortgage modification, except that they are actually coming to you when you're at your weakest. They're coming to you when you're the most desperate, when you've actually been served that your home is going to be foreclosed on. And at the point when your home's going to be foreclosed on, especially if you've been there for years, you've been paying the mortgage up until recently and you put your blood, sweat and tears into that property, you're going to be very – uh, adamant about wanting to keep that home and doing anything that you can to keep that home, they're going to take advantage. They're going to charge you an upfront fee. If you're hearing a uh, you know a cadence here, they all pretty much charge these upfront fees to guarantee that they're going to help you keep your home. They don't do that. They uh, They don't come through with their promises. They sometimes even take the ownership of your home. So they sign it over to them. Now they own your home and you still get foreclosed on. So that's the foreclosure rescue scam. Next one's reverse mortgage scams. You know, seniors, elderly, they want, they need money. They're tight financially. They see the equity in their home as that solution. But there's unscrupulous uh, lenders and brokers that will come and sell them complex financial products with that reverse mortgage that they don't understand. They're giving them a mortgage that they don't understand the terms on, sometimes very predatory terms. And they will charge excessive and high fees. We'll be talking more about that in today's episode. And they're going to persuade the homeowner to take this mortgage out and that it's going to be the solution to their financial problems when in actuality, this reverse mortgage scam just puts you further and further in the hole. The last wow. one I want to say before we move on, and this is probably the most common mortgage scam and always has been, is predatory lending. Now, what predatory lending is, is it's a scam that involves offering a homeowner a mortgage that has unfair terms, maybe the interest rate is way higher than what you should be paying. Maybe there's an excessive fee that's being charged, like an origination or discount fee, or it's a loan that is such a high payment that the homeowner cannot even repay that loan. So because this predatory lending goes on, a lot of people end up not being able to afford that loan. They end up in these mortgage modifications or foreclosure rescues and that sort of thing. And the loans that are done by predatory lending are typically signed because people feel pressure. They feel like they have to do this and they're uh, it's done using deceptive or manipulative tactics by that lender or that broker. So those are the top scams. How do these scams even typically operate? So – a scam, you're going to have communication in order to get involved in that scam. So I would say it used to be a lot more via mail and and phone calls. Now it's a lot more on email. You'll get these just very vague emails saying that they can help you with something. Maybe you've seen them before. A lot of them can start like that. They're looking to engage people that may need help. I've heard and seen where it's in the mail. They'll send something out to a list of people in the mail and that's how they'll get you to engage. But it can be email, phone call, in-person meeting. It's really just going to involve that lender or broker posing as somebody that they're not. So. Somebody that has a negative uh, outcome that they're looking to profit for themselves, they're going to bring you into that by posing as someone that's legitimate, right? Posing that someone that could actually help them. And it's usually going to start with a deal that they're going to offer you that just sounds too good to be true. We've always been told if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, but- When you're behind on your mortgage or you're about to be, or you're going to lose your home to foreclosure, you get desperate. Like uh, take the numbers out of it. Emotionally, you are desperate. In many cases, you're embarrassed. These scams, these scam artists may be the only thing, that one little string that you have to hold on to maybe keep your home or not be able to or not have to move and tell your family that you couldn't make your payments and that you're losing all this stuff that you've worked hard for. But when they ask for the upfront fee or they start bringing up these red flags that we're going to talk about here, if you do give it, what you'll find is The program they offered you, the loan that they offered you, the solution that they offered you, it never materializes. And now you're out all this money. And it's typically thousands of dollars. I've even heard of cases where it's tens of thousands of dollars. But most of the time, between like one and $5,000 is the loss on this. That's just up front, though. Imagine if you lose your home because of this valuable time that you gave to a scammer. And now you can't get real help from a legitimate place or a real attorney or someone that could really help you. That's really the negative of the loss long-term on this is not the the thousands of dollars up front, but it's the long-term repercussion that in many cases causes these foreclosures.
0: So how do you prevent yourself from falling victim to these?
1: Right. Well, I know it can be a lot and you're taking this in as a would-be home buyer or a homeowner saying, well, how can I protect myself? Like these sound like pretty- lucrative scams they seem pretty complicated and like any scam like these scammers are getting smarter and smarter with technology and with different things that they can use to make it seem like they're more legitimate than they actually are the first thing that you want to do to protect yourself as a homeowner is going to be understanding the terms doing your research on a mortgage offer not just taking what they tell you on the phone but actually doing the research, looking at the paperwork close, and be cautious right up front. If a deal sounds too good to be true, if they're telling you they can help you get out of foreclosure when five other people have told you they can't, you really do need to be extra skeptical in these, in these cases. Um, you don't want to rush things at all. So do your own research. Mm-hmm. Research that lender or that broker thoroughly. You want to find out what their licensing is, what their credentials are, If they've only been doing it a year, but they tell you they've been doing it for 10, that's a red flag. If they tell you they've got a great reputation, you look them up and you can't find anything, or you find just a small handful of reviews or comments about them, that's a bad thing. That's something that, again, your ears should perk up. It's another red flag. Like I've been saying here, you don't ever want to pay upfront fees. And when I say upfront fees, I'm talking about application fees. They might call it something else, but some sort of fee that they're going to charge you up front that is not going to be refundable that is going to be for them helping you to get this loan. I'm not talking about an appraisal fee because that's a legitimate service. I'm not talking about a home inspection fee when you're buying a home. That's a legitimate service that they're giving you. But what you'll find is with these scams, they're going to want you to pay upfront fees before any of that other stuff is even done and even if they tell you it's, it's refundable, get it in writing. You'll find it's – they're either not going to give you anything in writing or it's just straight up going to tell you it's not refundable. You want to be wary of paying for anything until work is done. So again, if they're asking you to pay up front that's probably the biggest red flag mm. and I would tell you nine out of ten of these scams can completely be stopped in their tracks if you simply disengage with the spammer a scammer at the point when they ask you for that upfront fee that's the biggest thing there. be cautious of unsolicited offers so once you're in a financial predicament where you're desperate behind on your mortgage, you know about to get foreclosed on or anywhere in between of that, people know that you're needy people know that you. Are going to absolutely want help. So they're going to prey on you. How do they do this? They can get lists from the credit bureaus of people that are a certain uh, amount of time behind on their mortgage. They can get lists from the credit bureaus of people that have a certain amount of debt that may be desperate for help. They can also get lists from the courthouse or the town clerk on people that may have had a notice of default served or like a foreclosure is starting. They can get those lists and then they can target you. They can target you because they know that you're desperate for help. So you're going to be more apt to take their offer than someone that makes great money and isn't behind on their mortgage, right? That's why they target these type of people. Get everything in writing. I don't care what they tell you. You have to get it in writing. If they won't give it to you in writing or it doesn't match what they told you, red flag, move on, get out of the way and do not re-engage with that scammer at all. The last thing is seek advice from trusted sources. So we've talked about... You know, having that network, that wealth team, use that wealth team when it comes to this stuff. If you have doubts or concerns about a mortgage offer, seek advice from a trusted counsel, like an attorney, like a lender you've worked with before, like a, you know, financial advisor or a financial planner, someone that you already know is legitimate. Run it by them, at least to get another opinion before you do anything that you could end up really regretting.
0: You mentioned red flags. so what are give me some of these red flags that we should be looking out for when considering a mortgage?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the red flags that you want to look out for really up front is going to be does the offer seem too good to be true? So in the case of like refinancing, if you're talking to multiple lenders about refinancing your home and the average going rate, you know, is around five and a half or six percent, then all of a sudden you get an offer for three percent. Well, that's too good to be true. You may want it to be true, but it's not, and that's where they get people is they know people are greedy, and you want to get the best deal, so they're going to try to entice you with something that sounds too good to be true, and most of the time, it usually is, and um, in the case of like the lower rate, a lot of the time, they'll be charging excessive fees to buy the rate down and things like that, but- if it sounds so good to be true, again, it probably is due some more due diligence. Um, upfront fees, lack of uh, transparency is a big thing. So if they're asking you for upfront fees and not really giving you much information about what that's exactly for, what services are going to be provided to you, when you pay that fee, that's a big, big red flag, mm. right? It, it really is. It could also be a sign that they're not really acting in your best interest. And when you're asking them about terms of the mortgage, like, oh, how many points does that have? Or what are the fees? If they're very vague... If they're not really giving you real answers or kick the can down the road, oh hey, we'll get that to you in a week or that's a huge huge red flag when it comes to a mortgage when you're locking in terms, you know what the fees are going to be you know what the points are going to be within you know a thousand dollars like it's very very close uh of what you're going to be dealing with so they should be able to give you that information and for most loans, they have to give you that information by law so if they're not they're actually violating the banking laws by doing that. Another thing is high pressure tactics. They're rushing you along the process. Like once you start engaging with them, they're trying to move this thing as quickly as possible. They want you to pay them money and get an appraiser out, and do all this stuff like really, really quick. And it seems like you're being rushed along. That's a big red flag, like a mortgage. Yeah, we can do it in a couple, two, three weeks, But it shouldn't be something that they want you to do all this stuff like in a day or two. That's to get you off your keel. That's to have you making decisions emotionally. That's to have you not reading the fine print. That's why they're doing that, right? They're not acting in your best interest if they're trying to move you along so quick and not explain anything to you. And then request for personal information. So part of the mortgage process, we have to verify bank statements and income and stuff like that. That's normal no matter what financial institution you're dealing with. But if it goes a step further and they start asking you, hey, what's your password for your Bank of America bank account? Hey, I need to log into your credit card to see something. What's your password for Citibank or Chase or any of this? And it starts going a bit further where they're asking you for information that maybe isn't needed or you don't see why it's needed. That's where, again, you might be dealing with an unscrupulous person that's looking out for themselves and looking to screw you over. So you really don't want to give out any login credentials or bank account info or any of that, especially if you did not initiate that request. I can't
0: believe in this day and age people are still giving away, uh, still giving out that personal information. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can check them out online at www.RobGW. Dot com and at 860-413-3938 I'll be giving you more of that information more towards the end of the show alright so if somebody suspects uh, themselves being well they're, I think I'm being scammed here what do you suggest they do?
1: number one first thing that you want to do if you think you're being scammed by one of these mortgage scammers is you immediately need to stop communication with them all communication, text message, email, phone calls any and everything you want to completely shut it off And the reason that that's important is because it's going to prevent them from obtaining additional information and funds from you. These people are very, very crafty, very manipulative, and even one additional communication could be a real, real negative thing. Uh, report the incident right away. So file a police report, contact the CFPB, which is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's the government agency that really oversees the mortgage industry. So you want to contact them right away. And if you do have a legitimate lender or a real estate agent or someone that you're working with that you actually have that Real relationship with that season. You can also tell them about what's going on if they don't already know. You want to explain to them what the scenario is. They might be able to point you in the right direction. And then the next thing is seek legal counsel. Depending on how far you are along in this scam, you may need an attorney immediately to help unravel what's already been done or potentially get you money back. If you're finding these red flags early enough in the process and you haven't lost any money or any real major personal info, then you may not need to do this. But in most cases, it's worth having a conversation with a real estate attorney, an attorney that understands this stuff and how it applies to real property so that they can understand has your information been compromised? What information might they have that they can use against you? Not only right now, but in a year, in several years. And I've heard of cases where people think they're in the clear and years later, Something funky comes up with their home title and it all comes because of something like one of these scammers that got in contact with them. You may need to go in and change your login credentials. Like if you gave a scammer your username's password, bank account information, you may to may need to actually go in and change that. Let the bank know, hey, my information's been compromised. They'll help you out, change usernames, passwords, bank numbers, that sort of thing. And the last item is, if your information's been compromised, you want to place a fraud alert on your credit report. You can do that free, directly through all three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. You'll contact them or go on their website, put a fraud alert on your website or on your credit report. This will let anybody know that's looking into your credit that you've been the victim of a scam or a fraud, and they'll look that much further into it.
0: How do you then? How do you validate uh, the legitimacy of a mortgage lender? I mean, I know you, but uh, you know, is it? They're not all going to be obvious, right? So, Joe blows, uh, you know, mortgage lending. I it's, mean,
1: it's. I mean, it's always going to be a little bit dicey to verify because are they who they say they are? and then who do they say they are and what's the reputation right so there's a couple things right now with technology that we can use number 1 is you can go on google or facebook and you can look up somebody's actual uh, credentials right their reviews their ratings that's where i would start the next thing is go to uh go to the consumer financial protection bureau okay where you can actually look up the license number of the mortgage originator you're speaking with you can see have they had infractions on their license, things like that. The website is nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Again, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You can put the name of the person in there and you can see their mortgage licensing history. If they don't have one or it's very short, that's definitely a red flag. Um, you also want to make sure that you're seeking recommendations like we've talked about. If your realtor has a good lender, most of the time that person will stand up when it comes to having good you know, legitimate reviews, that sort of thing. I'm just thinking of
0: like what the potential consequences are for homeowners. Let's say someone does fall victim. What do you well, think?
1: if you find this early enough in the process and you get these red flags, you're not going to have much go wrong other than a little bit of your time, right? Yeah. But if you get knee deep into the process with these scammers, you give them information and you actually go along with them, you could end up losing your house, oh. financial loss of thousands of dollars in fees, Damage to your credit score, which could really screw you up from getting a future mortgage. And it could actually cause you, in the case of a predatory loan, you may have to refinance again. I've seen this happen. Somebody gets a really bad predatory loan, and just a few months later, they realize it, and then they have to go refinance again. Well, that's going to cost you thousands of more dollars in fees. So really, no matter how you slice it, we're talking about a lot of financial loss. And the worst case, like I said, is actually losing your home because of these scammers.
0: I'm just – I would just like to avoid the whole thing altogether. You know, Uh, uh, how do you do that? I just like I just want to avoid a scam.
1: Well, be cautious (laughs) overall when you're looking at lenders. Do your own research. Beware of these common tactics and red flags and implement them. Like when you see this stuff, say something. Don't just sit back. Ask the right questions. Show the scammers you're not stupid. You know, that's what you really have to do. I know we're short on time, Gary, but for those that are interested, that this has resonated with, I actually, there's a book called Refi Bust. It was published in 2006 by David Lawrence. It's got a lot of these predatory lending scams I'm talking about. These were really, really big back in like the last housing boom, like 2004, 2005. He talks a lot in the book about just some of the crazy stuff that you can't even do today or get away with. Now there's something called the qualified mortgage rule or the QM rule that makes it so a lot of these predatory loans can't even be made at all. That doesn't stop everyone, but it stops some. Back then, those laws weren't in place. Those consumer protections weren't in place. And that's why this book is here. It's talking about the bad stuff that went on. Hopefully, will never be repeated. That
0: book sounds like a great resource. Uh, uh, By the way, we got to wrap this show up, though. Uh, I want to give some information as far as how people can sure. reach you to schedule a meeting. I would start with the World Wide Web. Head on their website to uh, robgw.com. Again, it's robgw.com. Start there. Uh, if you'd like to send an email, maybe we can get your question answered on these airwaves. It's Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. And to schedule a meeting. And why wouldn't you want to do this? Schedule a consultation with Rob Weinberg himself. Very easy to do. Jot this phone number down. 860-413-3938. Ready? I'll say it again. A little bit slower. 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening and watching Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next weekend, have a good one, everybody. So long.
1: Thanks for listening. If you
0: have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting
1: www.robgw.com.